Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Second Amendment Radio at the Great Outdoors. My name is Bill Matthews, Mark Cox alongside, and our executive producer, Carl Middleman. Mr. Pew Pew, right there he is. And uh, with the warmer weather, it's awesome. As you uh, start to listen to this show, we ask you to please send this show through the Odyssey app to anybody that supports the Second Amendment. Or, or how about just this, supporting our Constitution. How about that for an idea, Mark? Thank you. I think that's a fantastic way to describe that, Bo Matthews, because, <sighs> you know, we got some great guests on here today. They're going to be talking about that very issue. And and it is. It, it's not, it's a, not a matter of being a Second Amendment supporter. It's a matter of being a constitutional supporter, right? I mean, 100%. Uh, you, you, you wouldn't dabble with any of the other constitutional rights we have the way they try to constantly dabble with the second amendment i I, my newest sticker i got on my truck i was at a a gun show in saint charles a couple weeks ago they they had a a nice um display of stickers out there and uh, i found i found the one i loved it says shall not be infringed all yep, it says love that right yeah that's good uh, stuff yeah gun owners in fact it was uh it was one of their stickers and i and i love it because this is this is what we talk about on this show a lot i talk about it on my show through the week a lot it just it people seem to think they they have a right to take that away from you and if we let the courts get away with it they would that's right the constitution yeah. is is a document that people need to uh just reread not rewrite um, but all you have to do is do a Wikipedia search on countries that have banned guns, uh, like completely, and then watch the destruction that happens after that. It, it, and it goes around the globe. And this country is a country of freedom for crying out loud. This is, uh, this is what we need. Anyway, uh, before we get into the heavy gun talk, though, uh, I want to say what a surprise it was to see you, Mark, at the Wildwood Sportsman's Club Banquet. Uh, that was a great event. It was a surprise. Uh, but uh, chief of the fire department out in uh, Eureka, Greg Brown, invited me. 
Uh, I think he invited me first, so I'm his favorite. And then I suggested, hey, is Mark busy? And then, boom, you showed up. So that was that was a great event, wasn't it, with it, uh, Sherman Smith? Yeah, it was It was a great event. And what a great story that guy told. Um, oh, so Bo and I it. show up, and this was out in Wildwood, and our friend, our friend Greg Brown, as he mentioned, invited us. I didn't know what to expect. First time I'd been there. Lots of great silent auction items. I mean, it's, it's a fundraiser. My friends from the Rain St. Louis West were there. They were uh, participating in some of the live auctions stuff they brought some firearms to be auctioned off and uh, we love that did you get anything out of that silent auction because i i I, you threatened me that you put a high bid down for my name everywhere (laughs) you did what did what did you end up what did i end up winning for you there uh, Bo? nothing no no thank god at least if you did it everybody outbid me so i was good (laughs) i wouldn't do that to anybody you know i i got a real one of those really cool um back like a it's like it it's not a yeti brand but it's a yeti style cooler with the back uh, back straps on it like so you so can carry it like a backpack yeah it yeah. rolls tight and keeps your beverages cool yeah and what are you what are you a mule you can't carry that on a hike <laughs> yes you, you can well it's not about carrying it on a hike i mean generally speaking it would be a short hike but like to the beach or whatever it's just easier than lugging something maybe over your shoulder or or by the well, by true. the hand strap we, we've always wanted one so so i picked one of those up but the the sherman smith story was incredible yeah, um, it really th- this was. guy was a he was a running back. He he it, it recruited out of high school out of the Youngstown, Ohio area. What a great story. Went to Miami University in Ohio, ended up playing running back for the Seattle Seahawks, went on to become a college and then NFL coach. He coached the Seahawks the year they won uh, the, the um, Super Bowl and just told an incredible story of how God reached into his life and – steered him in a variety of different directions that he didn't even realize at the time wasn't that amazing it was and and you know it's hard to translate what that story was how he told it because his wife was in the audience it was beautiful so i text greg brown chief greg brown said hey did they you know those churches have all those cameras did they get video of his speech and he said no sadly but you can learn a lot from a little document called the bible i'm like (laughs) oh my god i know i know uh, yeah. So I have been looking for that online, and, and I need to find it because it was just a tremendous story. The Bible. The no, Bible not is the online. Bible. I have it on my phone, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh. No, no Sherman Smith story, you if weirdo. You, if you Google him, though, you will find they did a, a 30 on 30 on ESPN that they left God out of, not surprising with the ABC and Disney owning it. Um, <laughs> That's right. And then they did a separate documentary on his life because the story he tells, and I—, I I don't want to ruin it for you. Uh, I, I couldn't do it justice to tell you the story, but effectively, late in life, he found out that he had another son, and how that whole thing unfolded, especially finding out he already knew the kid through his coaching, was incredible. I mean, it would it just sent chills down your spine the way really that did. story unfolded. I would really encourage people to to Google that. I understand that. Although they were selling CDs that day, I don't have a CD player. And I asked, is this thing available online? And they said it was. So if you Google uh, Sherman Smith, a football coach, I'm sure you'll find a link to that to that uh, documentary. Yeah, what was uh, what was the one documentary they talked about? Uh, oh, sh- uh, Show Me the Father is yes. a, a movie that's out there. That's that, it. That, that's and- the name of it. Yeah, show me the father. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just, it was incredible. So what are you doing with the warm temperatures? If I gave you two choices, Mark, you can go to the shooting range or you can go to see Dr. Green at the golf course. What's your choice going to be? 
Um, I'm, I'm, What's going to cost? I've been What's shooting. Cost I, I've been shooting a lot lately, so I might, I might have to pay a visit to Doctor Green. To be honest with you, <laughs> um, just get loosened up a little bit. You know, get ready for the, get ready for summer. This crazy weather in the middle of February, late February, early March is just screwed me up because you go outside that there there are um, uh, plants starting to come up out of the ground they don't know what to do and then oh, yeah. all of a sudden I walk out one morning and it's 18 degrees and I'm like wow I was not ready for that yeah it was a shocker this week um I, I've actually got uh, some invites to some uh, private gun ranges um, as well as the Arnold uh the Arnold Gun Club it's uh, south of Barnhart, and yes. I've, I've always wanted to go there. And I heard that they actually have uh, ranges that go up to 400 yards. And I'm just so intrigued. I, I'm terrible. I suck at long-distance shooting as far as, like, the mile-long, you know, the windage and all that stuff. But I want to try it. I'm so intrigued by those, you know, certainly people in the military that are experts at that. Um <laughs> I just want to. I want to be able to try and do and, that. And then knowing that, um, you know, my father, my uncle told me that on their their M1 uh, Garands, they had to qualify on a man sized target at 400 yards with iron sights. <sighs> really? So you, can, you can do it, Bo. I have faith <sighs> in you with your fancy dancy pickup you you got recently. I ne- I never I never thought I was going to get into skeet, and 2023 exposed <laughs> me to skeet and trap shooting. So I enjoy that. Yes. Um, and and so. I just want to be versatile, and again, I want to encourage you because I know a couple of people that just bought guns for the first time. Well, please train with it. I, a matter of fact, I introduced a friend of mine to the Mantis X program. You nice. know the, the system. Yeah. Yes, she loved it. Loved it. Wanted to get one of her own. So I'm, I guess I'm in their outside sales department. I'm, the, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like the Amway of a gun shooting. They're going to thank you for that uh, for sure. Hey, by the way, <laughs> this week, and I covered it on my show. The Supreme Court heard arguments on the bump stock ban. Uh, that was controversial. It's been challenged. Uh, it is an accessory, not a gun. Why can the ATF uh, make rules like that? Well, some people say they can't. The Supreme Court is going to ultimately decide that case. We're going to check in with Michael Hammond. He's one of the lawyers for Gun Owners of America. He'll explain why this is such an important case. Straight ahead on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. (laughs) 
Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. Thank you so much for listening to this show. We ask you to share the show with other uh, like-minded folks that support our Second Amendment and enjoy the great outdoors. Mark Cox and Bo Matthews here. This segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory, and I heard from Jesse just this week, and he said they have been slammed at the store. And if you've never been to Razorback Armory, a true gun concierge, especially if you're looking for a suppressor for your firearm, head on in to Razorback Armory. Get their address. Learn more at RazorbackArmory.com. All right, Mark, this guy you're old friends with because he was just on 2A Tuesday, uh, but you know what? He's so knowledgeable that we need him back, especially since it's been a big deal in the Supreme Court this week. Michael Hammond, Legislative Counsel for Gun Owners of America. Welcome back to uh, Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, sir. Uh, yes. Uh, hello, Mark and Bo. Uh, hello, St. Louis. Thank you for having me. Great to have you on, Michael. Well, Michael, one of my favorite guests on there, obviously, because he does a lot of the, the legal work uh, that they're working on with gun owners all the time. And I asked him on this week, and we have him on today, because the United States Supreme Court is listening to this argument over the ban on bump stocks. I don't own a bump stock. Bo, I don't know that you own a bump stock. I, so, no, I don't. I don't. So, so importantly, the first thing I asked Michael, I think, on the radio this week was, why should people care about this? And it's an important answer, isn't it, Michael? Yes, it is an important answer. And the reason people should care is that if bump stocks are made illegal because bump stocks cause an AR-15 semi-automatic to fire faster, then by definition, the AR-15s are illegal as well. Wow. You know, I, I listened to a little bit of that testimony and not a lot of it, but one like I, I, I heard people like Elena Kagan, and I'm not <laughs> always surprised about this from the judicial activists that are on the court, but I heard her say stuff that's just not true. Like, uh, you know, having a bump stock allows you to shoot 800 uh, rounds a minute. Yeah, like 800 yeah. rounds yeah, a minute are fully automatic. Over and over and over again, it doesn't cause a semi-auto to fire automatically. Automatically is a term of art, and it means that uh, the gun ejects multiple projectiles and the single function of a trigger. Now, uh, a bump stock allows a semi-auto to fire very fast. But every time the projectile is emitted, the trigger has to function. So it, by definition, is uh, not uh, it, 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 automatic fire is completely different from semi-automatic fire. And a bump stock does not make a semi-auto fire automatically. Yeah, it, it's so true. Michael Hammond of uh, Gun Owners of America is our guest. And, you know, uh, the, the old saying, the uh, lies make it around the world before the truth gets its shoes on. You know, they just keep pounding and pounding and pounding these uh, inaccurate statements. But let's go back to what you said, because uh, on the on the bump stock making the AR illegal, that is what really people should be concerned about mostly, because if they can connect those two, it's a step in their direction that they want to go. And in all reality, it's just not true. Yeah, let me state it over again. If Please. a bump stock is a machine gun because it makes an AR-15 fire faster, then by definition, the AR-15 
is a machine gun as well because the bump stock makes it fire faster. But it's yeah. not. No, but it's not. No, it did. It, it, very true. Uh, uh, you know, Michael, I was listening to <clears throat> people discuss this issue this week. Um, it, it, what are the what are the other accessories that are going to be impacted by this? I mean, depending on how the court rules on this. Well, uh, to start out with it, uh, the uh, pistol brace yeah. uh, is going to be impacted because a slightly different issue, but a pistol brace is being banned by the Biden administration because the Biden administration is arguing that a pistol brace turns a semi-automatic into a short-barreled rifle. Uh, now, if, if in fact, uh, the bump stock is a machine gun, then the pistol brace is a uh, NFA weapon as well because it turns a semi-auto into a short-barreled rifle. I mean, the two issues go together, but there are a whole bunch of other things that can be used to bump fire. For instance, a belt. You can use a belt in order to bump fire a semi-automatic firearm. If in fact a if if in fact a uh, a bump stock is a machine gun, then a belt is arguably a machine gun as well. <laughs> oh man! Well, let me tell you, uh, I have plans to go to the range very soon, and uh, well, don't I was take telling your about belt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'll wear suspenders. I promise, Michael. Um, yeah, well, but it, do that. Uh, so, you know, people go to the range for the sporting aspect of it, which is can ultimately save your life if needed. Uh, but when we talk about the high capacity magazines, when we talk about bump stocks, things like that, the first thing, uh, my buddy that I respect uh, wholeheartedly, he says, dude, can you afford to go through that ammunition? Uh, because ammunition, you know, it's, you know, an AR round is, you know, 50, 50 cents, yeah. 47 cents a, a pack yeah. and a, 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 a shot. And no, people want to go out, sight their weapons in, maybe do target practice, but they're not going out there to run a, an automatic weapon. I've, I've actually, I saw, yeah. uh, Mark, I don't know if I told you this. I shot, shot a saw out in Las Vegas at the gun store. 600 rounds a minute it was wonderful but i want nothing to do with it <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that'd be expensive habit that too yeah, well, <laughs> well i i should say that i i fired an m50 in the army and <laughs> to this day I, I have a ringing in my ears as a result <laughs> of it so so uh yeah but my whole life goes <laughs> yeah I, a lot of people probably ha have that problem for sure so michael among other things besides this uh, scotus case and again probably not something we're going to get an answer to till the end of the term right in june i would guess well uh maybe before then okay. it, it may not be uh one of those cases piled up at the very end of the term uh it depends on uh uh, how John Roberts votes if he sort of plays footsie with both sides and says, I will vote with Sotomayor if she changes her opinion in such and such a way. I will vote with Thomas if he changes his opinion in such and such a way. If there's that give and take, then it may take a very, very long time. Wow. 
Uh, let's talk about a couple of the other cases, though, that, that you guys are paying attention to. I know there's the case uh, of the gun law in New York. The Supreme Court smacked them down, so they kind of went back and figured they would outsmart the court with yes. similar but different rules, right? Yeah, the... the um... <clears throat> Well, I, I like to say that uh, uh, it's my Kansas City father's, I'll give you something to cry about rule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, Washington, D.C. did the same thing in response, uh, in response to the uh, case, uh, basically declaring that, uh, declaring that the Second Amendment was applicable to uh, people who were not in the militia. So uh, the, the district responded with a law which was even more onerous uh, than uh, the law which the Supreme Court overturned. I, I mean, it's at, uh, the D.C.'s attitude was, well, we'll give you something to cry about. And, and New York did the same thing. It came back with a law which required a good moral test. Uh, a subjective standard, which the Supreme Court had thought that it had declared unconstitutional. Uh, they, uh, New York went on to require an interview with law enforcement before you could get a concealed carry license. And in addition, it said, well, even if you have a concealed carry license, you can't carry in virtually any place in New York, uh, parks, Times Square, and so on and so forth. So uh, the New York uh, decided it was going to punish the Supreme Court by passing a law which was even more onerous than the one that the court had overturned. And it, it's probably never a good uh, idea to engage in a shooting match with the Supreme Court, although ultimately they have the final say. So. Yeah, uh, very, very true. Hey, I, I wanted to play the bite from uh, President uh, Biden uh, this <laughs> week on guns. Here, go ahead and play that for us, Carl, please. I've taken more executive actions to stop the flow of illegal guns than any other administration in history. And we beat the NRA when I signed the most significant gun safety law in nearly 30 years. And we're going to finish the job. We're going to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines next time around because it has to be done. I don't know if he's planning on running for president in Australia or something, but I don't see that well, coming true. Yeah, I, I was uh, recovering from an accident in Dunbarton when the Bipartisan Act was passed. Uh, uh, I, th- I hope that had I been here, uh, like uh, most gun control over the past 30 years when I've been with GOA, it would not have passed. But I, I was not here. And uh, the, quote, Bipartisan Act uh, repealed a lot of things, which I did. Uh, McClure-Volkmer, the provisions of McClure-Volkmer, which said that you had to act uh, knowingly in order to violate gun law. Uh, they were basically repealed. Uh, the uh, red flag laws, which I successfully fought, uh, fought uh, for many, many years and successfully got the gun community to realize uh, how insidious they were, uh, were uh, a national funding program was passed in connection with that law. So I like to think 
that had I been in Washington, as I am now, rather than Dunbarton, those provisions wouldn't have passed into law, and they were only passed by a margin of four votes in the United States Senate. And so, uh, uh, yeah, he uh, Biden, with the support of rhino Republicans, uh, passed uh, some uh, reasonably insidious anti-gun laws. Uh, my uh, expectation, my hope is that now that I'm back, uh, we will uh, succeed in keeping these rhino Republicans from uh, thinking that they're going to make gun control go away by embracing it. Yeah. Mike, Michael Hammond is our guest from uh, uh, Gun Owners of America and uh, just a super knowledgeable uh, person. You know, they're they're talking about, as far as the bump stock and the other things that are attached to that, the decision is not going to be expected till summer from the uh, Supreme Court. Um, is there anything that uh, Second Amendment supporters can do to assist in this fight? Is it still contacting our local legislation? Uh, we, we just always want to be able to point them in a direction as they're listening to this program going, I don't want my rights to be diminished anymore. How about let's just follow the gun laws that are out there? That would be a, a, an yeah. idea. Uh, but where can we point them to, Michael? Well, I, I, I think we're I, I think we're going to succeed in that in that uh, litigation. Uh, I would uh, uh, urge people who want to do something. I mean, we do have a legal defense fund uh, uh, specifically directed toward bump stocks. I would encourage them to log on to our website and consider whether they want to contribute to that legal defense fund or not. And in the meantime, I mean, there there are lots of other things that Biden would like to pass, including a semi-auto ban. Uh, I would uh, work very hard to ensure that Biden was not uh, the president on January the 20th, uh, uh, 2025. And uh, I, I would... Uh, uh, I, I would try to uh, try to get him out of there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it may be it may be that the Democrats will be our our best allies. I think some of them are not enthused about his running for reelection either. Uh, uh, in the thought that he's going to be a pretty weak candidate, uh, a guy who doesn't have a brain, uh, basically isn't able to give a very good speech. It's and, frightening. Um, frightening. Michael Hammond, I I am not trying to to date you uh, at all here, but you spent some significant time in St. Louis, didn't you? You've told me that story before. Oh yes, I I was uh, in St. Louis during the Vietnam War, and uh, I was in <laughs> even worse. I was uh, one of the three uh, students from my university who was in ROTC. I mean, we had a lot of people come in from UMSL and from St. Louis U, but I was one of only three students in my university who was in our ROTC program, uh, the year in which the students held a mass riot, uh, burnt down our building, and forced us to go off campus. Uh, that, on one occasion, they tried to... Some girls tried to jerk off uh, the trousers of my uniform. Um, there were, there were, yeah, uh, that was very pleasant. Yeah. And uh, 
they were yeah, they just spit on us at, on the campus because oh of their opposition to the Vietnam War. Yeah, and uh, I I wasn't thrilled about uh, being sent to war either, but it was uh, it, it was what I was. Uh, being trained to do yeah at washington university in fact yes michael hammond listen we appreciate your time as always my friend thank you well thank you yeah our pleasure at gunowners.org is the website please go there at the very least sign up for their email alerts because they really do a great job of keeping you informed on the status of these lawsuits and challenges across the country uh, coming up, we're going to talk to Lee Williams. He is the chief editor for the uh, Second Amendment Foundation Investigative Journalism Project. We were talking a little bit about Joe Biden, and uh, there's an office in the White House you need to know more about. We're going to get to that coming up on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Glad you are with us uh, this weekend, and we can talk a little bit more about what's going on in the world of the Second Amendment. Loved having Michael Hammond on here because he is like a walking encyclopedia for some of these court cases that are really going to determine the future direction of this country. I mean, when you think about the threats to your Second Amendment rights, it just replace second amendment with first amendment sometimes exactly it becomes hard to believe what they think they can get away with and unless you've got organizations out there spending money going to court all the way to the supreme court um you, you we would be in much worse shape today because That's right. i can't imagine what they would have gotten away with it's really kind of scary uh th- now that that is on the uh, state level, because a lot of these are state level cases that are being appealed to the Supreme Court. The whole different level is what's going on in the White House. And Carl, if you don't mind, can you pull back up that Joe Biden uh, soundbite that we ran a little bit earlier? I would I just just listen again to what the president of the United States is promising. I've taken more executive actions to stop the flow of illegal guns than any other administration in history. And we beat the NRA when I signed the most significant gun safety law in nearly 30 years. And we're going to finish the job. We're going to ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines next time around because it has to be done. Yeah, I don't think so. That sounds like a bunch of malarkey to me. Let's welcome in our guest, Lee Williams, chief editor for the Second Amendment Foundation's Investigative Journalism Project. Lee, welcome to the show. Morning, fellas. Thanks for the invite. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's great Great to have you on. I'll mention uh, Second Amendment Foundation, SAF.org. I have Mark Walters as a guest on my show all the time, and I know he represents Second Amendment Foundation as well. Um, you've got an article here called How Joe Biden's Office of Gun Violence Prevention is Directing the War on Guns. Well, we just heard the president promise he's doing all that he can to conduct his own war on your Second Amendment rights. Yeah, this is the first time in history we've ever seen uh, President of the United States create an office within the White House solely to circumvent and violate the Constitution. I mean, my boss, Alan Gottlieb, said it best, and don't forget that taxpayer dollars 
are supporting this abomination. I mean, in other words, we're paying the Biden-Harris administration to violate our civil rights. We've never seen anything like this. I can't wait to see what's next. An office of religious persecution, maybe an office of voter suppression. That's frightening. It's a frightening thought. It, it, it is. And uh, when he even quote, I'll quote him saying he beat the NRA. That yeah. to me is not presidential. That's going against an organization that is trying to uphold the Constitution. Now, you know, he wants to he wants to, uh, you know, have a war on guns. What about a war on the war weapons that they're sending to Ukraine? What about that? Let's talk about that as, as opposed to uh, coming after our guns as individuals in America. This is this is a frightening time, especially since they are, like you said, Lee, they're taking tax dollars to run this group uh, against Second Amendment supporters. And we knew it was something was going on before Biden actually announced in September last year that he was standing this office up. I mean, after the Supreme Court passed its incredible opinion in Bruin, we saw a lot of these blue states. Bruin, of course, part of the opinion says you can carry a a pistol outside of your home for self-defense. All of these blue states started having what I like to call post-Bruin tantrum laws. They were passing laws to make it difficult to defend yourself, knowing full well that they were unconstitutional. And they were all markedly similar in nature. So we knew somebody was uh, pulling the strings. And then Biden announced this office. It's staffed by anti-gun zealots. Stephanie Feldman is one of Biden's longest-serving aides. She started as an intern with him. You got Robbie Wilcox. He was an anti-gun lobbyist for Bloomberg's Every Town for Gun Safety. And you got this Greg Jackson guy who ran a small anti-gun thing. But more importantly, he's Obama's eyes and ears in that room. This guy started his political career with Obama, has incredible ties to the former president. So this thing was well orchestrated from from an anti-civil rights point of view. And we don't know their budget. We don't know what they're doing. We don't know how many other people are in the in this group. All we know is that the next president, hopefully it's not Biden, can kill it when he comes into office. Yeah, and which is key. That I don't want to skip over that at all. You know, Lee, this imagine. I think to myself sometimes because I heard Bo say this a minute ago. You know, this is an attack on Second Amendment supporters. I don't even think that's the right way to phrase it. We 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 are all protected by the Constitution. The Second Amendment is a right, just like the First Amendment and the Third Amendment and the Fourth Amendment and the Eighteenth Amendment. I mean, we, we, we are all protected by that Constitution. If, if Joe Biden had an office of, of you know, of gun czar office, uh, I'm not a gun czar office, but a free speech czar office targeting the war on free speech, people would lose their collective minds. Great and yet point. this Great is point. allowed to happen. Yeah, and that's the disgusting part. The Second Amendment for too long has been treated like a second-class civil right. I mean, Biden saying he beat the NRA, the NRA is the oldest civil rights organization in the country, period, founded in the 1850s. Regardless of what he thinks of it, it is a civil rights organization, started after the Civil War, and I'm not an NRA spokesman, and I'm not even an NRA member, but started after the Civil War as a marksmanship group because these bunch of generals realized how poor of shots their guys were, their troops were. So to say he's going after them or he won a war against them is just incredible. We've never seen a president this bad in terms of our civil rights. And again, it is a civil right.
That's uh, Mark. That you made a really good point about the the first uh, amendment because I was thinking the same thing. But isn't it interesting how they they know how to uh, you know label this office Office of Gun Violence Prevention? Who wouldn't want that? Uh, it it yeah. sounds pretty, but it's so wrong. In matter of fact, I've trained myself now when I hear. Uh, when I hear uh, the president or, or anybody else that is talking in defense of uh, the liberal side, I, I think, OK, what are they really saying? What's the opposite of what they just said? Because that's probably the truth. And just like this, Office of Gun Violence Prevention sounds wonderful for our communities, uh, you know, with our wide open so, uh, southern border. But when it comes down to it, it's about getting rid or making guns illegal. It is. And if you look at these historic actions that he wants to take, I mean, he wants more red flag laws, which is another word for confiscation. He wants universal background checks, which would open the door to firearm, mandatory firearm registration. He wants to ban popular semi-automatic firearms like the ARs and the handguns in my closet. He wants to remove standard capacity magazines. He wants to keep and to continue revoking the licenses of federal gun dealers, federally licensed gun dealers. And he wants to push Congress to force laws on gun owners that would tell them how they must store their weapons, which would likely be followed by mandatory home inspections to make sure you're complying. That's what they want. Their ultimate goal is complete civilian disarmament. And don't think they don't want that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I we're, we're catching up on this series. My wife and I have been watching the show Fargo. Have you watched that, Bo? I've, I've, no, somebody just mentioned that so, to me. I've seen the movie, but uh, they said watch the series. And Lee, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but in this in this most recent season, uh, one of the characters goes into a gun store because there are some people who are trying to kill her, and she decides that she needs to buy. I think she picked out an AR and a shotgun, a couple other things, and they go to buy it. And her plan is to take it home that day. So she wants, <laughs> but but in the in the storyline. The guy looks at her and he goes, "Oh no, he's got a Minnesota accent." He goes, "Oh no," he said, "You got to, you got to do the federal mandatory one week waiting period." So, like in this show, they've already instituted uh, a one week federal waiting period before you could physically get a hold of the gun that you want to right. go into the store and buy. Now, I'm assuming they're projecting. I don't think Minnesota has a law like that. He said federal, uh, and I know that's not federal law currently, but what are some of the things that that the Office of Gun Violence Prevention is pushing for that you know of? Well, we know for sure that they're countering. They want it. It's all lawfare. They want to make us spend our time and our money fighting against the, their stupid, unconstitutional uh, legislation. The biggest one they're doing is they want to limit the places where you can carry a firearm. They want to increase the number of gun-free zones, or what they call safe spaces, safe security, security areas. And let me tell you, we're fighting that in a lot of different states right now. New York is the worst. I mean, look at Times Square. We just had two shootings there, and, and one of these illegal aliens actually shot at a police officer, hit a tourist in the leg with a forty cal, and then shot, took a couple rounds at, at a cop. That, that you, but you or I, the law-abiding gun owners, can't carry a firearm there. The, the right. biggest thing they're doing is making it more difficult to carry your firearm outside of your home and make it more difficult as to where you can legally carry that firearm. And we know that the bad guys don't pay any attention to those laws. That's why they're called criminals. Yes. So right now, you know, all of Joe Biden's laws, if you look at every single executive action he's ever taken, all the crap regulations that he's forced the ATF to come up with, they, there's one commonality. 
None of these laws or rules or regulations are designed to make it more difficult for the bad guys to get and carry guns. That's right. That's right. You know, and, uh, you know, one one idea would be if there's a gun free zone at your library, at your theater, at your whatever. Uh, well, then, you know what? I would like uh, they, how they do it in Mexico resorts in Cancun. Let's have armed guards right outside the door and then I'll feel safe to go in there without my firearm. How about that for an idea? People don't want to see that. They don't want to see that no. out there in public. There's a bill right now in front of the Georgia legislature that would hold uh, property owners, business owners accountable and hold them liable if somebody is injured in their gun-free zone. And what yeah. I love about this bill is it doesn't distinguish between private property and public property. It would hold the federal government, state government, and local government just as liable if they disarm people for coming into their business or, or office. I love, I love that, law. that law. Yeah, I think that's great. And I would remind people about what happened in Joel Osteen's church down in Texas. I mean, yeah. if not for a couple of off-duty officers who were working seconds in that church, who knows what that the woman, the criminal, the mentally ill woman who walked in with her child and opened fire with a with a rifle, what what damage she might have been able to inflict if not for the good guys who ran toward her and eliminated the threat. And that, I tell you, I tell you here in, in the free state of Florida where I'm at. We, my readers and my friends have realized for a long time, we are our own first responders. Yes. And our state government down here and our local government doesn't tell us what kind of tool we can use to defend our hearth and home. But, you know, that's part of the problem, too. Your rights as an American citizen are now and your ability to defend yourself now depend upon what your zip code is. Yes. And have the same rights in California, New York, Massachusetts. It's sad, really. Yeah. Lee Williams, thank you so much for joining us. And I, I do want to say congratulations uh, on the partnership with Taurus as they became a, a platinum uh, corporate partner earlier this month. I think that's huge for you because that just shows you and anybody that's got a Taurus 38, 357 or what, you know, you know, the brand, uh, they are backing up what they're doing at the Second Amendment Foundation. So congratulations on that, sir. Thank you very much. Sir. I really appreciated the conversation. Yeah, we enjoyed it, Lee. Thank you for giving us some time today. And saf.org, if you want to find out more about uh, the organization, they do great, great investigative uh, work there. And, of course, they also support the Second Amendment. How can you beat that, Bo? In a big way. Awesome. Wow. A lot of gun talk. But you know what? While we've got this show still on the air, I think it's important that we do these things. I mean, we talk about the great outdoors. That's wonderful. Although it was cold this week. Uh, warming back up, though. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy that warm weather over the course of the weekend. Bo and then Carl and I'll be back here with you next weekend on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Let me go talk.com baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 